0: that's interesting i i do i do like that because the one thing that i was Thinking on the first draft that I read was that it was hard to anchor her in like a real place of relatability. You mean the draft you read like last year? Yeah, the one yeah. from last year. Yeah. But no, she's she's more relatable now. she's more of an introvert than a misanthrope. Yeah. Um so far.
1: Mhm. And she has like these complex ideas of why she's alone <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: and more importantly she loves to party <laughs> yes <laughs> this bitch loves to party <laughs> the end of the book the girl gives her uh, a little shirt that says <laughs> party bitch <laughs> <laughs>
1: The one part of the book that will lead people to question who is it for?
0: <laughs> I know who it's for. It's for the real party bitches. Out
1: there. I'm starting a new fiction genre.
0: <laughs> we got a new demographic we're trying to hit with this shit.
1: Party bitch fiction. <laughs> Get a sticker for that, libraries.
0: (laughs) Dewey, time to come up with some new decimals. (laughs) The party bitches are about to overrun this motherfucker. Has
1: 666 been categorized yet? (laughs) How about
0: 42069? Hey, uh. (laughs) Ah! The doors to the library get kicked open. <laughs> Everyone goes and picks up your book, reads the last page, and puts it down.
1: And just for you to know, if it was in the 400s, it would be categorized with the language. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a lifestyle and a language. know <laughs> no. 420s would be...
1: This is old. 420 in the Dewey Decimal System is old English
0: (laughs) exactly where it should be right next to Chaucer (laughs) then chapter 21 is going to be an epic on its own have you ever read the Iliad? (laughs) I put that in there (laughs)
1: They find a copy (laughs) and read it.
0: (laughs) Chapter 21 is go read the Iliad. You need to know this.
1: (laughs) And they talk throughout it, too. They keep interrupting it and talking about what they're
0: Mm. reading. It's a very Lion King one and a half.
1: You know that part of The Lion King where they find a copy of the Iliad and
0: <laughs> Timon and Pumbaa read it to you, the audience. But they keep stopping so they can eat bugs. <laughs> Only the juiciest grubs you've ever seen.
1: <laughs> they put a big, fat, juicy caterpillar as a bookmark at one point and splatters.
0: One of the pages, you can't even read it. It's too goopy. Oh,
1: well, I was going to say it because it's braille. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, some people can read that, but
1: Timon and but they can barely no, read it. Absolutely not.
0: It's the hooves. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's no nerve endings.
0: <laughs> it's like trying. If I were to stroke Braille with my hair, could I be, Could I read it with the back of my <laughs> hand. I was gonna say with I was gonna say with my fingernail, but then I realized that's pretty sensitive. Yeah. Like obviously you wouldn't get the nuance of the the curves, <laughs> but if I were to use my hair, a, a, a part of me I cannot feel <laughs> the hairs on the back of my neck. <laughs> <laughs> this book is turning me on.
1: <laughs> Would I be able to read braille with the hairs on my neck, my back, my pussy, or my crack? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to a new new edition (laughs) of... Fuck! You can take it. You can take it. Why to a new edition of We Ain't Seen nothing Yet. Uh, The only Supreme Court approved game show where one of us is quizzed on a movie they haven't seen. I'm your co-host, Wes, and this is your other co-host... Heywa. The current score is... Heywa at 27.16. And Wes... At forty one. It's a
0: tight one. Almost as tight as my neck.
1: Now I think we should probably start only sharing the score when
0: we've taken an even number of quizzes. (laughs) I like that the audience can fear that I'm doing very poorly. (laughs) Just a note. It's doing really bad
1: again. Just a note I received from the network. Um, oh,
0: you you weren't yeah, in attendance, they... but I I did attend. No, they... and... it's it's the usual. They they always send you the notes. <laughs> the audience only sends you the notes. Frankly, I don't want them. <laughs> I refuse to change.
1: And to be fair, they're just older white men, and they don't like what you ethnically stand for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I stand for it ethnically <laughs> and proudly. <laughs> I will be
1: goddammit. Speaking of that, I just saw I was babysitting my cousin my cousin's children today and uh I showed them turning red today. Yeah, I don't get that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it.
0: What? what do the young ones think of that one? Do they just think it's fun? Yeah. I
1: mean, they didn't get the puberty subtext at all. But Well, of course not. I they're pretty they're pretty they're kids who are very like emotionally mature. Like babysitting them mm-hmm. is easy because even like the 3-year-old's like I'm hungry. And it's like mm-hmm. and it will tell me exactly what he's hungry for and I'll just go make it. <laughs> but um yeah. so like they, I think they were pretty perceptive on, like, the family dynamics, but, yeah. I mean, the oldest one is
0: eight, so they, mm-hmm. they don't know what puberty is. <laughs> yeah. I just wonder how it holds up, because a lot of that is steeped with 90s culture.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think they were enjoying it. Like, the three-year-old was dancing.
0: <laughs> I mean, I was, too. We were probably doing the same dance.
1: Yeah. And a little bit their of... mom was watching the, the concert part and thought it was hilarious, so. It's so good. I love that movie.
0: I own it now. I just wish it I made I bought the sense. rights to it. <laughs> Why do they live in a temple, Ethan? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't they look like me? What are they, aliens? Why was her hair red, but
1: then when she went to the bamboo world, it was, like, black?
0: Who has black hair? I know people with red hair. I don't know anyone with black hair.
1: Uh, speaking of a movie that Ethan
0: doesn't seem to understand, A Streetcar Named Desire. (laughs) I don't understand much, and this is one of those things.
1: Uh, this is, you got a pretty low score on this one.
0: I'm not surprised. I thought this movie was very different than it is. I think had I known that it was Tennessee Williams ahead of time, I would (laughs) have... put it in a completely different direction not that yeah. I've read a lot of his stuff but I, I get his vibe I think you know the difference between
1: a movie and a theatrical drama <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> definitely I don't know how many rom-coms were put to stage by Tennessee Williams
1: <laughs> well we know Streetcar Named Desire <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. it's so funny
1: <laughs> so romantic <laughs> all right so out of open-ended questions you got half a point <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> that half a point was from you saying answering why does stanley scream stella
0: <laughs> i was going over the episode and i was like i probably deserve a little bit for saying that he's like sad <laughs>
1: You said he's in love and he needs help. but I'm like, I guess <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like guess. He's calling for someone. Like, he doesn't necessarily need help. And I'm not sure even if he's really in love with his wife. But I gave you half a point.
0: <laughs> it's like a weird codependent relationship. Yeah. Certainly toxic.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Just like pretty much every fucking
0: character in this movie. <laughs> They're so bad. I'll get into it later, but uh, it's a hard movie to watch if you want to like anyone. <laughs> I feel like the closest you can come,
1: like, you could certainly sympathize with several characters in this, but mm-hmm. there's still parts of them that are unlikable.
0: Mm-hmm. And I was desperately looking for something to like in each of these characters so I could like. Have someone to root for. (laughs) Yeah. The closest I come, I guess, is Stella. Right. (laughs) She's just trying to live her life. Mm -hmm. Because I kept going, you know, Stanley's right, but he's also a monster. (laughs) Right. Like, yes.
1: Uh, Blanche shouldn't be talking about this way about Stanley. A man she does not know. Mm -hmm. A marriage she has never witnessed before.
0: Yeah. (laughs) While living under their good graces in their house. Yes. (laughs) Which is very small.
1: (laughs) And that she totally transforms into Mm -hmm. what she thinks it should be. Drinks all of their liquor. Mm -hmm.
0: Does not seem intent on helping them financially in any way. Yeah, no. Life's probably the hardest to like... (laughs) right pity maybe
1: yeah like that's the thing like that's what I mean by like I can sympathize with her yeah totally like she's clearly suffered like tremendous amount of trauma yeah absolutely life. um that has made her who she is today but that also still doesn't excuse the trauma <laughs> she causes but then like the trauma she causes then results in Further trauma for her.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> One might say a vicious cycle. Yes. Next question.
1: Yeah. Uh, I guess the only other thing that we need to talk about and open-ended was what happened to Blanche's husband when she was young.
0: <laughs> uh, first, I was wrong. <laughs> yes. Very, very wrong. All off a fishing boat. <laughs> <laughs> um, he... <laughs> She was very cruel to him. What would she call him? Ugly? Yeah. Yeah. She called him ugly. And then he went outside of the prom and killed himself. Yeah. I mean, it's just... So she blamed. She blames herself for killing him. And she does mention that she was in a fugue state. So part of me also wonders if maybe she just killed him and remembers it as him killing himself. But I don't think that's as much as up to interpretation. I'm pretty sure he did just commit suicide. Yeah,
1: there isn't as much context clues pointing towards her murdering him.
0: No. I was looking for a reason to have like a real villain too, because everyone in this movie is a villain. <laughs> uh
1: multiple choice. Uh you got one point from out of multiple choice
0: questions. Hell yeah, I don't remember which one though.
1: Uh why does Stella love Stanley? Oh, he's spontaneous. Yeah. She likes the excitement that he brings to her life, which is like I you know, good like that's the like when she was explaining what she likes about her marriage, I'm like valid, fair.
0: <laughs> These are all things to be happy about in a marriage. You're yeah. also being abused on the regular. So is everyone else in this building, apparently. <laughs> yes. But I don't know.
1: Ethan just doesn't know
0: anymore. (laughs) I thought that once you got married, all the problems went away. (laughs) No, that's kids. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Like at the end of the movie when they had a kid. Oh, that's why they were fine, because they have the kid. (laughs) Yeah. Nothing was bad anymore.
1: Oh, wait. No, she did say, I'll never step into that house again. that's true. Mm. (laughs) Forgot about that. You got wrong... You said it was absurd that Blanche would call Stanley a polack. <laughs> <laughs> well, would yeah, cuz they're Poles. The most.
0: It is. She doesn't call him a blight. Uh, blight? Yeah. I it sucks cuz I went back over the recording and I was like, I should have gone with my gut. <laughs> yeah.
1: You were about to say it. Yeah. Let's talk about all the things Stanley learns about Blanche before
0: she came uh the The amount of time that he spends going, where's the deed?
1: Where's the I can <laughs> Where's the deed? I can't
0: understand a single fucking word Marlon Brando is saying in this movie, except for when he's shouting. Yeah, <laughs> suddenly he becomes a lot more articulate. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, he's like, "Where's a where's a where's a bill of sale <laughs> or something like that." It's something and called the Napoleonic Code. There's <laughs> something called the Napoleonic Code. Which says everything that... <laughs> that's one of the questions that I missed. Everything yeah. that uh, belongs to the husband, belongs to the wife, and vice versa <laughs> in perpetuity or some shit like yeah. that. He finds... Yeah. Uh, but my point with that is the more he kept saying, I was like, yeah, where is that?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I think this guy's on to something. <laughs> he might be onto the plot of the of the play.
1: <laughs> I think the plots developing.
0: <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Is his hunch turning into the rest of the story for what this movie is going to be?
1: Yeah, so she lost the family estate. Mm-hmm. But from the sounds of it it sounds like it's being slowly being lost for generations right mm-hmm. um
0: it was Old just so reeve. That, yeah the prison from the suicide squad <laughs> <laughs> which is the only thing i could picture the entire time <laughs> that she was saying we lost bell reeve and i was like to the government and amanda waller <laughs>
1: yeah and then what
0: else but she works she was in... an oriole she was a pedophile
1: yeah, she got fired from her job because she slept with a 17-year-old, mm-hmm. raped a 17-year-old. Yeah.
0: Um, and for all you listeners
1: like, who are
0: middle-aged
1: white guys, feel free to comment. Boy, was he lucky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then uh, make sure you comment. We'll track your IP address, find out exactly where you are, and dox you. Yeah. <laughs> What else she was sleeping was she uh was she a prostitute was
1: yeah a it worker? seemed like she clear? was she was working in a hotel and she was It seemed seemingly prostituting herself and that's what got
0: kicked her out of uh, mmm mm-hmm. i don't remember anything else that he had learned ask anybody down at the factory and will tell you <laughs> she ain't allowed back in Oriole. <laughs> I'm making fun of him. One of my praises for this movie is I do think that Marlon Brando does do a very good job. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) Whatever he's like, I think all the actors do a pretty good job. Mitch, I feel like, is the only one who's like, I don't think there's much to the role. Yeah, it's not a lot
0: to work with. To me, okay, I'm I'm tipping my half for the review. I don't think that the woman playing Blanche is doing a very nuanced job. I think she's doing a very common interpretation of that character. But I think from a director's standpoint, I would have changed the way that that character is portrayed a little bit. At least so that I could sympathize more. She's playing too much like that theater kid crazy. You know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah. yeah. Playing it big. Yeah. For the people in the back. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Uh, what else? Yeah. Did you remember why she only lets Mitch take her out at night?
0: Yeah, she does. She doesn't want to be seen, uh, <laughs> for how old she truly is. Yeah. There's a lot of vampire allegory in this movie, in yeah. play, which I wasn't expecting.
1: I didn't. I didn't anticipate. I didn't see that. But now that you mentioned it, like I see it.
0: Mhm. And it hit me the most when she kissed the um the delivery boy or whatever the post oh yeah, boy. Cuz I was like, "Oh, this is the most vampiric steal your youth kind uh-huh. of kiss that I've ever seen."
1: <laughs> or like the uh Lady the Flowers for the Dead.
0: Lady. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, like she's she is undead. <laughs> She never leaves uh, the the house. There's there's a lot. Yeah. It's it's interesting. That's a
1: good
0: point. Um,
1: you did turn things around with the true or false. You got five out of six right.
0: Ooh.
1: <laughs> oh. Ooh. Beaten the odds. They said um, I couldn't do it. You got it true that the in the state of Louisiana, there's something called the Napoleonic Code? hmm
0: I don't think I got what it was. No, you
1: said it was the bonus of what it is. You said it was you can't divorce. Yeah. Or something about division of property, but because you refused to take a stance on <laughs> the division of property, you didn't get it. Yeah. Uh the only one you got wrong was you said it was true that Blanche screams at a newspaper boy for looking like her dead husband.
0: <laughs> no. She kisses him just because he's young like her dead husband was. Yes. Uh
1: hey. Hey, hey. <laughs> Did you ever see the Simpsons episode it's like one of my favorite Simpsons episodes, A Streetcar Named Marge?
0: Um I don't know if I've gotten to that one yet. What it's so good.
1: So in Springfield they uh have a director i think he's voiced by what's his name that guy from snl who died in the 90s not chris farley the other phil hartman yeah phil hartman yeah i'm pretty sure he's the voice of no no because he plays a different role in the Simpsons.
0: he plays like three three or four recurring characters it might be john lovitz i think i don't know john john lovitz does play a a director when they do a crossover episode with the critic
1: mm-hmm But they do a streetcar named Marge, and Marge is cast as Blanche DuBois in a Springfield musical adaptation (laughs) of
2: a streetcar named
1: Desire. And Apu plays the newspaper boy (laughs) and has his own solo. I'm just a simple paper boy. No romance do I see.
0: Okay, I definitely have not gotten to this episode yet. <laughs> it's that must be in like episode. season seven. <laughs> it's a good one.
1: Probably don't watch if you're gonna if you haven't seen *A Streetcar Named Desire*. Watch this movie and then wait before you watch that episode because I showed the <laughs> clips to Takara immediately after watching this movie, and she was like, "Yeah, I just don't know if uh, I find it funny right now." <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's incredibly dark film, <laughs> immediately <laughs> followed by its parody. <laughs> Maybe a challenge. Uh, Stanley clears his plate
1: by smashing it to pieces. You said true, and that is that's absolutely what, true.
0: <laughs> that's what men do. <laughs> In New Orleans, this is the way.
1: <laughs> nice Mandalorian reference. That's um, the
0: Cajun way. I haven't seen the Mandalorian. <laughs> but I guess it's just so predictable that even I, a lonely commoner lonely let me get it clear i am a lonely (laughs) commoner can predict the script
1: uh i think the only other thing that is relevant to talk about is stanley's rape of blanche is an open secret So said it was true i don't think it is it is it is okay as she's getting hauled out by the symposium people like all the guys that he plays poker with are like looking at her and Mitch yells at him like mm. you're the reason this is happening and then he's like i didn't do anything to her mm. i didn't do anything and then that's why her uh stella is like i'm never stepping foot in that house again that makes
0: sense yeah, I think I was just emotionally overwhelmed at that point. <laughs> yeah, that I couldn't take another thing on top of the stuff that was already happening.
1: Yeah. In the play, the rape scene is a bit more obvious.
0: Um, yeah, you couldn't put that to film.
1: They wanted to, but then the director thought it was taste uh, tasteless.
0: Hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs>
1: And when that scene happened, I told the car, I'm like, this, this, the rape scene in the play is a little more obvious. And then she's like, oh, no, I didn't
0: realize that's what happened. <laughs> no. I didn't realize that's what happened. Mostly because I was like, Blanche needs help. <laughs> <laughs> you just thought a mirror broke. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Stanley left. <laughs> yep. I read it completely for face value. <laughs>
1: Stella's gonna hate to see that broken <laughs> mirror. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got zero points for the screen grab.
0: Uh, that's you said... fine. <laughs> and
1: you still weren't entirely clear after this movie. <laughs> what this clip? What that's this that's because
0: was. this cl- the the exact frame that this is is not lingered on. Like this particular shot at this particular angle is only a split. It it it's part of the bigger scene, obviously, but it's it's not held for a while i think that's true this is what i'm thinking this is when mitch is coming in right that's mitch and blanche okay
1: stanley's just told mitch about her entire past he's called off the engagement and he confronts Mm -hmm. her drunken
0: yeah and he rips down the lantern and he's like i want you to see i want to see you in the light and all that yeah
1: Mm -hmm. uh yeah you said this was stanley and Blanche she's being attacked in an attic (laughs) Uh, she's crying out of fear and love and that this is the climax of the movie none of that is
0: what is the climax of this movie
1: I would say the climax of the movie is uh, when Stanley rapes Blanche Mm. because that's when everything changes that's when Blanche is escorted out of the that's true
0: apartment it's a pretty big deal But he just had a baby, so that's gonna fix everything.
1: He didn't just have; it was in the
0: process of happening. The day the baby, the evening the baby yeah. was being born. Yeah. Nuts. Uh,
1: some bonus questions. Ready to? Bonus. Everyone, say it. Rock, Rock the, the house. house!
0: <laughs> We're keeping this one up. <laughs> I'm giving this one up as much as we possibly can.
1: <laughs> According to Blanche, what is the opposite of desire?
0: Fuck ah, oh, I tried to remember this line. Um Is this an open note quiz? <laughs> no. I literally have one oh, fuck. The only note that I have is you're weak, I've lost respect for you, and I despise you. <laughs> Who says that? Uh, I don't remember.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Didn't Maybe.
0: put a name. I think so. I think it's Mitch. Yeah. Um, uh, what's the uh, the opposite of desire is? Gosh, uh, loathing. It's wrong. No,
1: it is death. Mm. Yep. The thing that blanch years the most yep 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 yep
0: where's the streetcar named to death
1: <laughs> what is the hotel brothel that blanche worked at called a mardi gras oh, b flamingo tarantula. c pelican or d french quarter flamingo you are correct
0: Why do they call it Tarantula later?
1: I did not catch that.
0: There's a point where Blanche goes, and it wasn't Flamingo, it was Tarantula! (laughs) And I was like, was it called Tarantula? Because that changes things. (laughs) Because that changes. What's going on at this hotel? Flamingo makes me think, sex, 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 big neon lights. Tarantula, sex, 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 tiny sign.
1: You make a completely valid argument. Thank
0: Uh, you. I deserve that. Continue validating me.
1: You're going to get this one right. True or false, Uh, Belle Rose is the name of the Dubois state.
0: False. It's Belle Reve. Yep. Were you mad when you heard me say it at the beginning of the quiz? No, I had forgotten what my
1: bonus questions was. Uh, Mm. I did change on the fly last week. Uh, my first question in multiple choice was who plays Stanley, <laughs> mm. but you you guessed it immediately in the open ended. So, mm-hmm.
0: no, I know Marlon Brando's in this movie, and I will be talking about that more in my review.
1: My options were going to be James Dean, Jimmy Stewart, <laughs> or Kirk Douglas.
0: I would see uh, Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> Streetcar, that would have a very different vibe. (laughs) Where's the deed, Blanche? (laughs) There's a thing called the Napoleonic Code.
1: (laughs) Well, well, she just keeps calling me a Pollock.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're Poles! The Poles are the people! You want you
1: your lampshade, Blanche? Lamp? <laughs> <laughs> Stella. Estella! Hey,
0: Stella! It's more of a stand-up comic from the time period.
1: I didn't do anything to her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm slipping into Seinfeld, and I would also watch a Jerry Seinfeld streetcar.
1: <laughs> oh, man. I used to, I got a B plus one time. I don't know if you've ever read, uh, seen The Glass Menagerie.
0: It's
1: another Tennessee Williams.
0: I auditioned to be in a parody of The Glass Menagerie <laughs> called The Crass Menagerie.
1: I don't know if I've mentioned this story on the podcast before, but in high school, in my theater class, I had to, um, cast, uh, Production of The Glass Menagerie and like talk about what my angle of the (laughs) story was Mm -hmm. of this production was. And I cast uh, um, a modern day Shirley Temple as the mother. (laughs) (laughs) Is she alive?
0: Or was she alive? She was, she
1: she died a few months later. (laughs) Um,
0: that would make your production schedule very difficult.
1: Ty Pennington as the mother's mom, <laughs> Paris Hilton as mm-hmm. the mother's daughter.
0: I think I'm getting your angle here,
1: and a uh, modern day Anthony Hopkins as the daughter's <laughs> love interest.
0: <laughs> so your angle here was to make a nigh unwatchable version of *Glass Menagerie*. <laughs> yes.
1: <Yeah. laughs> Um, Ethan. Before I, you got a B plus. Yeah, he's uh, I. (laughs) I technically I hit the entire like I got everything on the rubric correct, but he still gave me a B plus because he found my casting choices so disgusting. (laughs) He's like, I just refuse to give you an A. Even (laughs) so,
0: he gave you the worst grade he possibly could, and it was a B plus
1: because he gave us all the rubric so i would i could fight it <laughs>
0: that's true <laughs> teachers listening to this never give your kids the rubric <laughs> they're going to tell you to you don't have to <laughs>
1: um before i reveal your score uh would you watch this movie again
0: um i might watch it one more time but i'm far more interested in watching a production of the play i think
1: local regional <laughs> or broadway <laughs> or off broadway.
0: Uh off broadway definitely. Uh regional, I'd consider it. I'm in a good city for it. So I think I think I could do that. Local, <laughs> I absolutely have to be in it and I have to play Mitch.
1: <laughs> you know, both of us would be <laughs> cast in Rolla Mooch if we were. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, I was watching this movie and I was like, who could I theoretically play? Maybe one of his friends playing poker and if i got a speaking line only mitch
1: in um a directing class that i was in we had to direct our classmates in a scene from plays and i did a
0: pretty good blanche dubois did i lose you or are you just really hanging on the idea of directing your classmate okay i lost you uh, you froze. Do you hear me? It would be really funny if he was like, and we have the t- the task of directing our classmates in directing class, and the story doesn't go anywhere from there. <laughs> I'll try leaving this. Do you room hear me? Going back in. Uh,
1: I heard your entire uh part. No, it does not end there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was directed in. Uh, scene from a streetcar named Desire, and I played my heart out as Blanche DuBois. I did a pretty good one.
0: Um, I think. I think you could. <laughs> I think I could do better, but I think you could do well, <laughs> little old Blanche DuBois. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean me? <laughs> I, I want to have see always rely on the kindness of strangers. I would absolutely love to see three actors on stage, all playing Blanche Dubois, <laughs> trying to outdo each other. <laughs> as like the biggest version of Blanche.
1: If I ever write a play again, I'm going to write a play called Three Blanches <laughs>
0: Try to Outdo One. <laughs> uh it would be incredible <laughs> three three of the newest actresses like yeah. to like <laughs> stage shows like they've just up, they're on the precipice of their big break so you know they just need one more performance <laughs> to to really land it and sink their teeth into a meaty role three actors who are treating this as their swan song <laughs> yes and then of course, three men who are like on their way out <laughs> trying to play Stanley. Three three high schoolers going into college <laughs> theater who weren't sure if they liked theater when they were in high school. <laughs> yes sir, give me nothing. Um Oh, shit. You know what I just realized? What? <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to edit out your sound because you're coming out of my <laughs> computer microphone. Yeah. Well, that's not the
1: end of the world. We've had shittier audio before.
0: And I've done this exact same thing before. All right, there we go. That's better. I'm not sure how much of it was picked up, but eh, we'll, we'll figure it out. And it was still a good bit, so it's still staying. So if it sounds like shit... Thank you for your patience.
1: Um I would watch this movie again. Uh it's mm-hmm. pretty bleak <laughs> like you said. Yeah. Uh it is really only enjoyable to me from the little bit of
0: theater kid that's still inside of me that I haven't killed yet. <laughs> <laughs> A theater kid will never die, and that's the worst part about them. They're good hiders. (laughs) They're so good at hiding. They're hiding in those stage curtains. (laughs) But every time I zip, they always zap and zap. (laughs) I can find them, but I cannot kill them. Um... I say bippity bippity, and you know they bop. <laughs> I say bop, I get nothing. I say big booty. They Number say big one. booty. <laughs> uh, games are fun. I don't give a shit what anyone says.
1: <laughs> Does the black and white make this movie boring?
0: No. It doesn't. It can't make a movie boring. <laughs>
1: Ethan's just saying the truth at this point.
0: <laughs> I did want to add one more thing, though, just on casting Streetcar. Uh-huh. As I was watching Mitch, I was like, you know who would be a really good Mitch, unironically? John C. Riley. I think he would act the shit out of it. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he's played the role before. Mm-hmm. I mentioned it to Kira, and she's like, oh, there's no way he hasn't played the <laughs> role <Right>. before. <laughs> Um,
1: there was, I think it was, like, 2014 or something like that, Woody Allen made his own streetcar adaptation that was, like, set during, like, the Great Recession. (laughs) And the, it's called Blue Jasmine. And, uh there's a lot of differences in it that make it worse. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I was going to say, you said Blue Jasmine, and I was like, I've heard of this movie, but only to say that it is one of the worst things that (laughs) some people have watched.
1: The the Mitch in that movie is played by none other than America's favorite masturbator, Louis C.K. Oh. uh. (laughs) Oh.
0: I would say America's favorite at- masturbator but also not really an actor. <laughs>
1: right. Um, He... the The character of Mitch in that movie has like two scenes. And mm. he is supposed to come off as like kind of a suave person that what? can...
0: What? What? <laughs> huh? What did Woody Allen see in <laughs> Mitch in Streetcar and go? You know what? He's suave. I like what this guy's doing. <laughs> well,
1: no, like the like the whole thing that Blanche sees Mitch as the closest thing to the l- livelihood that she had before. Like he yeah. wears a suit.
0: Yeah, he seems to be a have some manners about him. Yeah. And unlike the other two people that, uh, Stanley plays cards with is not a person of color.
1: Yes. Um, that's me saying that I want to make that very clear. <laughs> what I find more unbelievable is the idea that Louis CK is viewed as that by <laughs> someone who's like on the precipice of being like a suave personality, someone of class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, they, they go on one date, and then he stops seeing her because, like, the S- Stanley in the movie, I think, tells her that he's married with kids. It's dumb. It's, dumb. it's bad. It's not a good movie. <laughs> so
0: dumb. That's so dumb.
1: <laughs> but yet, uh, still not the
0: worst Woody Allen movie I've seen. The, the la- worst the- Woody Allen movie. Coming up. (laughs) Uh, I saw one.
1: While I'm looking, I'll also say I don't think the black and white makes this movie. I think the black and white in this movie actually makes it more gripping. They do a lot more with lighting in this than a lot of the black and white movies we've watched.
0: There's a very film noir aesthetic that increases the tension within the movie that I think is helped by the black and white cinema, because it can kind of, you know, um, uh, ironically color the movie in in an expected way, which is interesting for a play adaptation, because up to that point, anyone watching A Streetcar Named Desire would have seen it in color. Yes. Yes. Uh, we're going to take a short break while (laughs) Wesley at Woody Allen filmography (laughs) we're going to take a short break while Wes reads through Woody Allen's entire filmography we'll come back with the worst Woody Allen movie in Wesley's opinion and I will quiz him on the film What's Up Doc I think it was Cafe Society and we're back (laughs)
1: I, it, it was either Cafe, Society, or Wonder Wheel. They came out a year apart. A friend wanted to see it in theaters at Sundance, and I was like, fine. I was kind of over Woody at that point, and that was the movie that I was like, yeah. I can't, I don't morally feel comfortable sitting in this movie watching this anymore. And also, it's just not good. <laughs> I fell asleep.
0: There are some people who are morally objectionable but still put out, like, some quality products. Roman uh, Polanski. (laughs) Roman Polanski is so good. What an auteur. Let him back in the United States. (laughs) I think Trump let Roman Polanski back in the United States. Or, like, consider it. Never mind. (laughs) Are you looking it up?
1: (laughs) No, I'm sending you the streetcar named Marge.
0: Just so that I can watch it. Yeah. They'll never make a monkey out of me. That's when they do Planet of the Apes. (laughs) That is Phil Hartman. Yes. Oh, Streetcar. I just watched a really good episode where uh, Lisa tries to take the bus to the art museum by herself. Uh Out of, like, that entire season, that is by far the best episode, because it's just very classic joke setup. Continue the joke. Mm. It's just...
1: It's good. Are you watching it?
0: Yeah. Hot take, The Simpsons is pretty good. Some of it is. (laughs) Around season five... or No, around the end of season four is when the Asian racism really ramps up. (laughs) Yes. And it's... It's weird... Honestly, that it wasn't there before. Like the show is generally not that racist. It's just very compared pretty. to its contemporaries. Yeah, it's just white and has Apu in it, which is not yeah. great. Um but then uh then it just gets real racist. Uh let's talk about what's up, Doc. Wesley, why haven't you seen this movie and tell me everything about it?
1: Oh, uh, I forgot to tell you what your score was.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, let's not let that linger. Do you have to? Do you have to let it linger? I've been hearing Alanis. That's that's the cranberries. I know that's not Alanis set, <laughs> but I've been hearing a lot of Alanis lately.
1: I thought that was Phil Collins. <laughs> eight and a half. You got eight and a half.
0: Yeah, I could have done worse. You have to. I could season, have done better. So. Mm hmm. And I'll, you know what? I'll do it again. <laughs> now that I know I got eight and a half points, tell me why you have not seen What is Up, Doc? Um, well, I
1: have seen this movie. Okay. <laughs> um, psych!
0: <gasps> Great show. <laughs> uh,
1: <coughs> I have not seen this movie because never heard of it. Other than, uh, out of Bugs Bunny's
0: mouth. What do you mean you weren't in my film comedy class where I was forced to watch this movie? <laughs> uh,
1: it's a Aaron comedy... Aaron was in that class with me. It's a comedy film, um... I'm guessing it came out in the 60s, 70s? Okay. What else?
0: Um... What type of comedy is it? It is a slapstick.
1: <laughs> there's at least one scene where there's slapstick
0: comedy. <laughs> but that does force it to fall into the slapstick genre. <laughs> because it's just so funny. <laughs> um, this is actually the first movie in the party bitch genre. <laughs> Much later, we would get things like Bridesmaids and Girls Trip, but this was the first one. The Hangover. Um, Mm -hmm. Three. (laughs) The first two were not party bitch stories. No. I apologize to everyone for saying bitch so much. Don't. (laughs) I'll own it.
1: Um... I'm guessing this follows the zany adventures of a doctor and his patient, who just won't leave him alone, follows them to his uh, vacation home, where he's trying to do uh, an interview with Good Morning America for a new book that's coming out, and his zany patient, played by Bill Murray...
0: (laughs) This is what's (laughs) wrong with Bob, isn't it? (laughs) Or what about Bob? (laughs) All right. Because I was, as you were describing that, I was like, this movie sounds okay. (laughs) I would watch this, I think. And then you said Bill Murray, and I was like, oh, I know this movie. (laughs) I I don't like it.
1: Why don't you like
0: What About Bob? What about it? What about what I don't like about it? I haven't seen it. I will not do it on this show. Well, then you can't say
1: you don't like it.
0: Conceptually, I don't like it. Knowing that it has, like, a 5% on Rotten Tomatoes or something.
1: I just remember I there was a guy that used to be my friend in middle school until me. he revealed himself to be a homophobe evangelical who oh, you loved... Me. Uh, what about Bob? And loaned me a DVD of it, and I mm-hmm. thought it was fine at the time. Okay.
0: Probably holds up. <laughs> Most of the stuff we watched in middle school holds up.
1: <sighs> X. The main Last character Stand, of this. Mo-
0: <laughs> X Men Last Stand is good. Take it back. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> A man hugs a woman to death.
1: They come up with a vaccine to take the gay away.
0: <laughs> so I, I recently watched a review of the movie Old, and I got super excited because of that guy is the, the porcupine guy from X-Men Last Stand. Oh, man, I forgot about him. I haven't seen Old. I just watched a review of it. I All should right, close main character- in dark phoenix. <laughs> You should. I would watch it. I've, I, Kira and I for a while were going through every single X Men movie just so that we could watch the bad ones. And, uh-huh. But we had to stop because it was that weird phase of Disney Plus where they didn't have everything; they only had some mm. of them. So we didn't get to watch X Three. <laughs> we didn't get to watch X Men Origins Wolverine, <laughs> and that was the one I really wanted to watch.
1: Well, there was. You have you seen X Men Apocalypse?
0: I have seen X Men Apocalypse. It was very bad.
1: I haven't seen that one, but I have seen Dark Phoenix. All
0: right, we'll we'll do we'll do we'll do an episode on that. I think that could be fun. Yeah, we just need to have a season where we have fun again. Desperately. Uh, The main character of this movie's name is Howard Bannister. He's a musicologist. What is he studying? Uh, Specifically within musicology. You can't just say he's studying musicology. (laughs) The study
1: of music. (laughs) Uh, He's studying jazz. He's studying scat. (laughs) Scatology.
0: Study of animal shit. (laughs) <laughs> what is this animal shit? What tones can I get from this animal shit? <laughs> he does
1: that thing where like, have you seen those people who have like those wires that like that you can <laughs> put onto something yeah. and it'll rig the <laughs> tone? Has anyone ever done that for shit,
0: shit before? <laughs> Absolutely someone's done that with shit. It's just been immediately demonetized <laughs> and delisted from YouTube.
1: Or TikTok, just like Howie Mandel's TikTok of a prolapsed anus. I can't
0: believe a germaphobe posted that. It went viral, apparently, but I missed it. It looked very viral. Uh, (laughs) Open-ended question number two. How does Howard's hotel TV catch fire, and how does it get put out?
1: Catches fire from too many things plugged into the outlet okay how does it get put out thrown out the window smashed there's one thing i learned from stanley
0: it's how to take care of your things (laughs) (laughs) seeing that scene i was like oh yes this is how the movie the room was created (laughs) (laughs) yes Now you understand why I said he took away all the wrong lessons from them. Yeah, I mean, The Room is essentially very bad streetcar fan (laughs) fiction. Yes. Uh, Wesley, I've got something fun for you. We're back in San Francisco. It's about damn time. Ape country. (laughs) It's it's ape country, baby. What are some notable places that the car chase in this movie goes through?
1: Uh, Golden Gate Bridge. I don't know how they'll do it. Alcatraz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's say they get the geography wrong again. The Redwood Forest.
0: <laughs> we don't know that that's wrong. We haven't been there personally.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's wrong. I. <laughs> um, I don't know anything else <laughs> what about, about the, San, what the, about the
0: basic kind of landscape of the San Francisco area? Like the, the hills?
1: Okay. The hills that is there I think there's a trolley or was one at one point before America divested <laughs> from public transportation.
0: Mm-hmm. Perfect. <laughs> you one might say that the entire movie Who Framed Roger Rabbit is about that. <laughs> Alright, moving on to multiple
1: choice. I thought it was about how cool it is to kill cartoons in a vat of goo. (laughs) Oh, it's called dip. Oh, that's right, I forgot. It's just... Oh my
0: god, it's dip! (laughs) It's just a tobacco. Mm -hmm. That wacky tobacco that kills cartoons. (laughs) What is not in one of the suitcases that gets swapped around in this movie? four suitcases that get swapped around one of these is a fake A. T B. Musical igneous rocks C. Jewels or D. Top secret government documents
1: Mm, I'll say A. Teeth
0: Teeth Too many (laughs) teats
1: just a bunch of loose teats <laughs> rattling around in my briefcase.
0: Somebody could be transport they could work for a baby bottle company and have a bunch of loose teats.
1: Do any of our or red flag t- laws t- include people who carry around <laughs> loose animal teats in their <laughs> suitcases?
0: Just shave them off. <laughs> Got my potato peeler for horse oh. teats. Oh.
1: <laughs> Shaving off a horse's nipples. I have. Like, you no take the te- guard off
0: the, the buzzer and you're just, like, going at it. I use a micro zester. Like a fine teat.
1: I use a lemon juicer. I just make it into pulp. <laughs>
0: just. To- from beneath, just pushing up into the horse. (laughs) Twisting. (laughs) Uh, Just so everyone knows, Wes and I have suffered multiple major concussions. (laughs) We can't walk anymore. That's the real reason we're trapped on the show. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Multiple choice number two. How does... That's not this character's name. I don't know what this character's name is. (laughs) How does the thief use his charms to distract the old woman and steal her jewels? A, he buys her a drink. C, he bumps into her multiple times and offers a wry smile. (laughs) C, he just starts fighting her in the hallway. Or D, he throws cereal at her feet. I'm going to say B. Um, I know
1: for a fact Ethan doesn't know how to smile unless he sees an example. So the fact that he smiled at me shows that someone he saw did that smile.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All of my smiles are referential. Everything I do is referential humor, including my reactions. And none of it gets any laughs. (laughs) No, it's so hard. Especially when I'm doing stand-up now.
1: (laughs) You just go on stage and you're like, Oh, are you you doing night folks? And then
0: you do a smile. (laughs) Well, first of all, I walk open and I stand in front of the microphone and I say, you guys hear about this? (laughs) You get that? You get that one?
1: I'm here to do some impressions for you tonight. (laughs) (laughs) That was Jim Carrey in Yes Man. <laughs> <laughs> Scene six. <laughs> on your,
2: on your DVD guide.
0: <laughs> uh, multiple choice number three. What's going on at 459 Dorella Street? <laughs> a. An unforgettable luncheon. B. Eunice's parents holding an engagement party for her and Howard. C. This is the hole where Barbara Streisand lives. Or D. A mob beatdown. Barbara Streisand. Mm-hmm.
1: You're not gonna rain on my parade.
0: <laughs> Multiple choice number four. What's going on at eight 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 Russian Hill? <laughs> A. A mob beatdown. <laughs> B. An unforgettable luncheon. C. This is the hole where Barbara <laughs> Streisand lives. Or D. The engagement party I was talking about before.
1: You're not gonna raid on Barbara, <laughs> <line for rain. laughs>
0: Barbara Streisand again.
1: <laughs>
0: she lives in two holes.
1: She is uh, according to my inner earth theory, she is a reptoid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she lives in the series of underground tunnels that uh, connect various points in our earth. Um, one of which is the large hole in the North Pole that scientists don't want to take a picture of. Um, where they will show us. most people believe that Inuits come from because... For my book, no one really knows where the Inuits came from or who they are.
0: <laughs> That's Reginald. Reginald the Inuit.
1: There's a lot of race theory in that book.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't have written it. And uh, the final <laughs> multiple choice question What song does the Chinese marching band play? Is it A, La Cucuracha? B Chopsticks C I don't know something Chinese <laughs> or D Scott Joplin's The Entertainer
1: Uh I'm gonna go with C, but my bonus answer is You're not gonna raise <laughs> five
0: it's actually a Chinese cover of a Dry Sand song. So <laughs> I don't know you definitely how get it right.
1: you get the Chinese cover part of it through a marching band,
0: though. <laughs> It'll come through. It's the vibe. It's, the it's just a Chinese
1: dragon. <laughs> That's how it's a Chinese cover.
0: Sorry, I'm just writing an email. <laughs> I'm inviting Barbara to the pod.
1: Friend of the pod, I, Barbara Streisand. I think
0: she would. I think she would. <laughs> uh true or false true or false number one. Barbara Streisand, she eated a carrot like a bug's bunny. <laughs>
1: Damn right she does.
0: <laughs> Alright. True or false number two. Eunice thinks that once romance leaves a relationship, all that's left is senility.
1: Yeah, probably. Perhaps. Probably that's true in real life and in this movie.
0: <laughs> true or false, Howard's clothes get ripped off of him three times.
1: Um, I don't remember that happening in
0: Howard the Duck, so false. Okay. You want to guess how many times or is it none?
1: Mm, I'll say one because I can't remember if... The lady does take Howard's clothes off in that kissing. Her name is Beverly. Beverly, yes. (laughs) Beverly takes off Howard's clothes in that almost sex scene.
0: Now, Wesley, this next one might be a difficult one. Barbara Streisand is in this movie. Does uh, the true or false is Barbara Streisand does not sing in this movie? So if you say true, that means she does not sing. If you say false, that means she does sing.
1: Ethan, um, you know, I think I'm just going to, at this point, I think I'm going to go home and just take the money.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Give him a hand, folks. Give him a hand, folks. It's about time. We say it. He did it. We're going to hand him the money. And number two, of course, like always, we're going to... Rock, Rock the House, house.
1: <laughs> Is that the new name of our game show?
0: Yeah, I think we're just gonna change the name to Rock the House.
1: <laughs> um False, because you ain't gonna rain on my parade.
0: Okay, sure. How many times does she sing in the movie? Once. But it's the whole time, <laughs> the same song.
1: Just like Les Mis, it's just one song mm-hmm. <laughs> called the Les Mis song.
0: <laughs> all right, true or false? When the old woman finds out her jewels have been stolen, she sobs in her bedroom all alone. True.
1: I would like to see that. Hope alone.
0: Mm-hmm. He hoping this boy be hoping true or false this one's subjective so i'll ask you to be honest uh after watching the movie uh but true or false your favorite character is going to be a random nameless woman who finds a gun and just starts shooting
1: <laughs> damn right true
0: <laughs> i was watching the movie last night and i was like i'm pretty sure this is gonna be wesley's favorite character. <laughs> If she's not, I'll honestly be shocked and would like to hear <laughs> your real favorite character. <laughs> Cause I've never noticed that character <laughs> before, and I've watched this movie a lot. It's
1: strange for the description of what the character does.
0: <laughs> you would you would think that would be a very noticeable <laughs> thing. Let's see how compressed this fucking picture is when I send it to you. Cause this is me taking a screenshot of a screenshot. <laughs> I'll cut out of my way.
2: Okay, <laughs>
0: yeah, that's fine. Well, that'll do, not it, it? That'll do, pig.
2: Mm,
0: that'll do, pig. And this'll do, sheep. And this'll do, farmer that kills the pig, so that she can't have any lines in this seed or this piece. Now he's sending an email
1: just gotta send this eviction notice
0: he won't let me live in his basement anymore <laughs> my bloodletting has gotten out of hand
1: <laughs> it's fine if you do it but once you start doing it to others <laughs> that's called assault. they
0: said treat <laughs> they said to treat others as i would myself <laughs> and i am bloodletting on the daily
1: Um. This is. I'm guessing the engagement party that you mentioned before that I confidently and still stand by said does not happen in this movie. It is a group of one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's so many
1: people in this shop. ten. I think at this table. Okay who are all ducking underneath the table uh, to get out of sight. Uh, They all seem like, well, some of them seem like they're underdressed. So I think some of them aren't supposed to be there. Um, And, you know, maybe also the context clue of the fact that they're hiding. (laughs) Uh, No one seems to notice what they're doing. So I'm guessing they're hiding from one person in particular who just walked out, maybe onto a stage or something. I'm guessing this happens before the middle of the movie, towards like the second half of the first half. Okay. The second quarter?
0: First down. Second quarter, first down.
1: Ten yards to go.
0: <laughs> I don't know football.
1: First
0: and... Yeah, first and ten. It would be very funny if that analogy was somehow exactly correct (laughs) for where this scene (laughs) falls in the movie. I don't know how you would translate tipping Tipping my hat here, uh, I think you may be exactly correct about where this scene (laughs) is. (laughs) And also audience, I know that the phrase is tipping my hand. <laughs> I
1: think Anything tipping else? your hat is...
0: Maybe if like, tipping your hat could, if you're doing like a, a metaphor regarding a magic trick. But I'm pretty sure that tipping your hat is a, a greeting. and Tipping your oh, hand yes. is... It is
1: a salutation, greeting, or mark
0: of respect. Yeah. Yeah. I'm learning and I'm growing <laughs> and I'm growing and I'm growing. Someone help him. Ah! So them. that's
1: what turning red was about.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. You need to kill us before we become too large. All right. Uh, if you don't have anything more to say about this screenshot... Uh, then we will call it here. Let me say to everyone listening that you were listening to the game show We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet, the current score of which is Ethan, 35.66 points out of a predicted 51.5, and Wesley... 41 out of a predicted 62 i'm nervous (laughs) you can find this week's movie on nothing well any streaming service where you can rent stuff uh follow us on twitter at we ain't seen it uh yeah you can find it on voodoo tv (laughs) you can find it on crackle (laughs) oh crackle yeah it's finally time to use crackle Dude, I remember when I was using Crackle to watch movies for this podcast, and I am never going back.
1: I remember when I was on using there. Crackle to watch comedians and cars getting coffee.
0: And you were crackling up. Mm. On Twitter, you can follow me at Powerful Goose or on Letterboxd at eGeese, where I've still forgotten to review uh, Streetcar. You can follow Wesley or Baby Wesley on either platform at BabyWesley. And remember to rock the house on one. One. Goodbye. Rock the house. Rock the house. <laughs> Wah <What> the hay. <heck? laughs>